Hey, this is Sharon Srivatsa. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about a reporting first approach. In fact, why building a dashboard is probably more important than even <laughs> building building a business. It, it, and I want to take you to a whole new level where I want to show you how my virtual assistant, right, actually helped me build several of my dashboards. So if you're interested in that, go to assistantly.com. I get my all my virtual assistants, all my remote team members from assistantly, assistantly.com. When you talk to them, they're great. Um, and my virtual assistant uh, uh, turned me on to building these amazing dashboards and thinking about why reporting first is important. Because when you report first, you get to see your entire business come to life. I'm going to take you through the three pieces that are super important in how you build reporting first in your business and how doing this one thing can completely change your business forever. All of these pieces are extremely tactical and I break them all down for you starting right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. All right, today I have a really tactical and important episode for you on the idea of reporting first. I call this the reporting first approach. And I actually could go as far as saying that why building a dashboard is probably more important than even building a business. I'll say it again. Building a dashboard could probably be more, more important than building even a business. So I'm going to break down this tactical episode into three pieces for you. Number one, the dashboard versus a business plan. Number two, there are different types of dashboard, just in case you think you need a really fancy one. And the third is why a dashboard is not just a reporting tool, but a diagnostic tool. Those are the three things that I want to cover. If I, if you have an operator, if you have a director of operations, heck, no matter who was on your team, I would send this episode to them because it should activate a whole different sense of understanding because Really, if we get the reporting first approach right, you will start to see why building a dashboard is significantly more important than actually building your own business because they're not just, they don't just go hand in hand. They're actually probably very foundational. So uh, before I kick this off, I want to tell you a very quick story that I think you will super, super appreciate, which was the inspiration for me to record this episode for you. What In my first company, I... Uh, we were raising money and I had um, a board of directors and I'd never done a board of directors meeting before. In fact, I had no idea what a board of directors meeting even looked like. I didn't know whether I should present stuff to them. I didn't know whether I should give them an update. I didn't know whether I should give them a, a, a list of initiatives that I'm doing. I didn't know whether I should ask them for a bunch of help. Like it's super interesting because I had never done one before. I'd, I'd never served on a board before. So I had no idea what my board of directors had to do for me. So I actually messaged and caught up with my chairman of the board for a cup of coffee. And I was like, hey, listen, Joe, I we have this board meeting coming up and I want to get your guidance on what materials I should prepare for the board. And it, my chairman of my board, Joe, told me, he says, Sharon, 
I think most people misunderstand this and they go and prepare decks for the board and uh, dashboards and uh, analysis and worksheets and talking points and things like that. He's like, I don't want you to do any of that. In fact, he's like, I'll tell the board that you're not going to prepare any of that. All I want you to do is I just want you to bring to the board, bring to us and show us whatever you use to run your business. He's like, I bet you use something to run your business that gives you a sense of how your business is doing. It can be your PL, it can be your dashboard, it can be your reporting, it can be a, what do you do to utilize to run your business? Just bring that, show us that, and let's work on that with you, and that's all you really need. Now, here's the interesting part. I would be lying if I told you that I had something fancy, so I didn't. I went home and I just, I was like, that was even the worst advice I thought I got because it made my it made me so frantic to build something that to show them that's how I operated the business. And the truth of the matter was I never had anything that I was operating the business with. Ever since then, I realized that that's what Joe was trying to tell me to do. He was trying to poke a hole in helping me understand that I didn't need to prepare new materials for our board meeting. I just had to show him what I used to run our business, which is what they wanted to see. And I did not have that. That's the most important thing. And that was my first real company. I was still trying to figure it all out. I didn't have that. No excuse. But I learned very quickly. And ever since then, I wherever I go, whatever I do, I have my own personal dashboard on how I run my business, on how I run any initiative. In fact, uh, anything that I'm working on may be the launching of this podcast to writing an episode to uh, preparing weeks of emails to deliver to creating uh, Instagram reels to you know, uh, building growth initiatives for the real brokerage, whatever it may be, I have a dashboard, right? I have a set of reporting to do with it. And that's what I want to give you the gift of is I want to show you why having a reporting first approach is actually almost more important than building the business itself. So let's just write into the tactical stuff. Three things I want to share with you today, the difference between a dashboard and a business plan. Number two, the different types of dashboards I've utilized in the past. And number three, how do you not just use a dashboard as a reporting tool, but a diagnostic tool? All right. So let's let's jump into it. A dashboard versus a business plan. A business plan is filled with assumptions and ambition. You're writing something as to how you would do something in the future, right? A dashboard is the proof. I say it again. A business plan is filled with assumptions and ambition. A dashboard is the proof. That's what I want you to get out of this, right? We've got to figure out if our if our assumptions and our ambitions are actually being connected to the truth, to the proof. That's why this is so much more important. It shows that assumptions, milestones, and sensitivity is super important because once you start getting used to watching your dashboard every single day, you'll start to get this visceral understanding of your business at a nervous system level. And here, here's, I'll give you an example. Uh, in one of our businesses, our CEO sent me, would, would send out a monthly deck on the monthly snapshot of our business. It would be you know, kind of profitability, key metrics we're tracking, et cetera. And oftentimes I knew what the what this was because I was tracking this business very closely. But once one on one report, I looked at the numbers and I was like, yeah, that number's wrong. And he's like, Sharon, that number is not wrong. And I was like, I'm telling you, man, that number's wrong. Like that's just that does not this does not look right. And he goes, let me go check. And of course he went and checked and that number was wrong. Why? Why was I able to pick that up? But he didn't. 
And I'll tell you why, because I had a visceral understanding of the business. I knew those ratios could not have resulted in that number. I knew that something was off. I didn't know what was off, but I knew that something was off. And when you do that, you start to get a very nervous system-based feel of the business, which is why I'm suggesting to build a dashboard first, right? Build a dashboard first. So for example, even before you start an initiative, build the dashboard first, because once you have the dashboard, right? Then as you do the initiative, the the um, the dashboard will start lighting up and you'll start to see how you're doing. You never want to build a dashboard second because then you're scrambling to put the pieces in place, right? Even test data, when it comes in, you can start to see the dashboard work the way you want it. So this brings me into the second component of like, all right, Sharon, you want me to build a dashboard. The only thing I know about a dashboard is got like beautiful numbers and beautiful charts and beautiful diagrams. Is that what you're asking for? So number two, I want to tell you about the types of dashboards that I have personally used and how you can benefit from these. And I use many of these today. First is we have a Slack channel, which literally is called hashtag daily numbers. So every single person on our team is um, owns a set of stats. So every day before our huddle time, nine o'clock, they have to post their numbers for the day right there. So this is essentially like the last 24 hours worth of numbers. And so every morning around around nine, you know, they get to post between eight and nine. I get to see these numbers and all the numbers light up. So I know viscerally, uh, logistically, and in at, to a very granular level where every department's tracking on a day-to-day basis. And you may think this is fancy, but it's not. It is literally in a Slack channel, just raw text of the numbers that we're tracking. I know it so well because I see these numbers day to day. I see the growth day to day. I see the change day to day. And I'm able to actually advise on how these numbers change and what we can do to influence them, right? Number two, uh, for all the ads that we run across our businesses, I spend time with our media buying team and we have a spreadsheet. It's really simple. It's got like 12 columns. And every week we go to the last row, which is that week. And we go through column by column by column. He says, Here's what the ad spend was. Here's how much we brought in in revenue. Here's the profit. Here's what our ROAS, which is our return on ad spend is. Here's what happened in our LBO, which is our low barrier offer. Here's what happened in our bump percentage take. Here's what happened in our uh, one-time offer one, one-time offer two, one-time offer three. Here's what happened in the back end. Here's how many surveys we got. And um, here's how well the ads performed, right? So when I have that and I can see literally every row of that spreadsheet is a week. And I get to see it every single week so I can see why did we make more money last week by spending less money in ads? And this week, the ad costs have gone up. Why? Why, 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 why? I can ask that question. I can see the trend. I can see the, is the 5% take rate on the LBO, is it high or low? I don't know. But when I can see it in reference to every row being a new week, I can tell right away, right? And that's we have no graphs, no charts, nothing. It's just we just talk about that one spreadsheet. Literally, when we get together on a call, the, our media, our, our Nick Corvasis at Scale Lab, by the way, if you want someone to help you with your media buying, you should uh, either message me and I'll make an intro or look up Nick Corvasis at Scale Lab. They run all our media and he's awesome. And he literally goes through the row and the numbers and he goes through each number and tells me what they did. And then after we're doing that, we talk about how to make upgrades for the week. And the upgrades are really simple. He's like, hey, based on all of this, I suggest three upgrades. And he'll make upgrade number one, two, three. And you know exactly what to do next, right? That's the power of this. Third, we have um, weekly tracking on our reels and social media content. 
we are looking for very specific numbers. A lot of people track views of their videos. We don't track views. We don't, I found that that's, like, I don't, I'm not interested in that vanity metric. I don't care if I get a million views. I only care about the results behind those views. And I, it was, took me a lot of time to detach from the results of those views. So right now I only care about two metrics, uh, shares and DMs. So the number of shares we get and the number of DMs we get recently, one of our videos that I expected to get 200 shares on average got 2000 shares. I was like, what just happened to get that video 2000 shares because it stuck out like a sore thumb in our reporting. So now instead of tracking views, yeah, you may get some natural lift in views by the shares, but us focusing on the shares and us focusing on the DMs has shown us that that's what drives our business and our growth overall. So that's all we track. Uh, by the way, I'll tell you right now, for our ads, we use a fancy piece of software. I think I, this may not seem cheap or expensive, but I spent over, I think, $450 a month on this piece of software called Wicked Reports. It is to track all our ad spend. It integrates it with our CRM and all of that. And it's so it's it's really powerful and so complex. I, I pay it. I've never logged into it. Honestly, I'm telling you, I've never logged in. The fancier the piece of software, the less I log in because I'm 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 just frustrated that I'm going to click the wrong button or look at the wrong report most of the time. So just never do that. Um, one of the things that we work on at Real uh, is like Real, if you don't know, is the fastest growing publicly traded real estate brokerage in the world. Um, I serve as the president of Real, so I get to see a lot of the data. And the one thing that our technology team has done is they've consolidated all the data that we collect across tens of thousands of transactions that we do and our thousands of agents in North America. And I get a daily email. The daily email is, you know, how many agents, new agents joined us, what were the new production standards were, what grew, what didn't grow. I get to see everything in a snapshot email. It's not a dashboard, but it is. It's reporting, reporting first, because when I see the email, I can keep in touch with what is exactly happening on a day-to-day -day basis so that I can make adjustments and corrections. If we had an anomaly of a day where something crazy happened, I know I can actually ask, whoa, 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 what happened to this number? Why did this happen? If this was really, really good day, why did it happen? Why was it a good day? I want to see more of this day. Like I can get a chance to pulse the business because that allows us to do better that day, that week, that month, right? All I wanted to tell you was I pay for fancy software and I never log in. Now you may ask Sharon, well, why do you pay for fancy software and never log in? Well, my team does. The team logs in. The team pulls data from that dashboard and they actually populate it into our in our, in our Excel spreadsheet that we look at. So if you don't, it literally, you, you, you'd be shocked in our status update meeting. I chit chat for like 25 seconds. We pull up the dashboard, we pull up their spreadsheet and we go through line by line. This That's all we do every single time. When you have a shared artifact to work on, something amazing and powerful starts to happen. All right, so I talked about a dashboard versus a business plan, a dashboard being filled with assumptions and ambition and, and I'm sorry, a business plan being filled with assumptions and ambition and dashboard being the proof. Second, I talked about the types of dashboards, the Slack channel dashboard or the weekly ad reporting spreadsheet or uh, the tracking the reels in, in ClickUp like we track, uh, tracking the daily numbers or using fancy software but not ever logging into it, right? All I'm suggesting here is you want to build a dashboard first. You've got to have a way of reporting. You've got to start your day with reporting, end your day with reporting, live your day in reporting. If if you are doing the work, even more important is the reporting in all of this. Last but not least, people think about dashboard as a lagging indicator and a um, you know looking back in time type thing. I look at the dashboard as a reporting tool. 
to me, a daily dashboard allows me to be diagnostic in a lot of ways. So when I see something daily, I get to quickly adjust. If the number is down, we get to quickly adjust. If the number is up, we get to quickly adjust. Adjusting is really powerful, especially when you watch it daily because you can make daily course corrections. Second, the numbers just don't lie, right? The numbers don't lie. But the nice part is when you're looking at the numbers every day, you could ask this question, what can I do to improve this number? And then you can make a hypothesis on what you can do to improve that number and actually apply that hypothesis and saying, cool, if I run more ads, I'll get that number up. If I send more emails, I will get the number up. If I call 10 more people, I will get the number up. Whatever it is, we get the number up. Numbers don't lie. And we just have to ask how to improve that number. A uh, couple of quick things I want to share. Every team member that you have on your team has to have a number to track and influence. I'll say it again. Every team member that you have on the team has to have a number to track and influence. I, just because you give somebody a number to track doesn't mean anything. If they can't influence that number, if they can't do the work that actually grows or reduces or shrinks or expands that number, what's the use of them tracking the number? I don't like anybody to track anything that they can't influence. I People will only track what they can influence, right? So if I can't, if you're running... Um, a sales dashboard and you can't have anybody on the team actually you're tracking that number but you don't give them the ability to influence making more calls or getting more sales or getting more points on the board or getting more appointments then why are you having that because now they're disconnected and detached from the tracking you want the tracking to be done by people who care and people who can influence that specific number and maybe it's all on one sheet last but not least it's very very hard when to to uh, get help without a dashboard. So for example, if you want to use your dashboard as a diagnostic tool, I can take my dashboard just like my mentor, uh, my board chairman of my board, Joe told me, or I could take it to my coach or my mastermind group or my YPO forum and say, here's my dashboard on how I'm running our business. My numbers have steadily gone down. Can somebody look at this and see if there's a pattern because I don't see it and it's driving my team insane. You can't ask for help otherwise because if you want to, quote, call me and pick my brain about how to grow your business, but you don't show me your dashboard, I don't want to talk to you, right? Because no matter what I say, I don't think you're going to take it seriously. And even if you do take it seriously, you don't have any way of seeing what you did is whether it's working or not. That's when I talk to people who I, I'm not sure whether they're going to do something. I ask them, hey, show me, tell me about your business. Like I'll start asking questions. If I can't get the numbers, I know that they don't have a visceral understanding of it. I'm probably pretty sure that they don't have a dashboard. And I ask, hey, how are you tracking all of this? Do you have something to track all of this stuff, right? Because reporting first allows you to also be diagnostic first, which is really, really powerful. Hey, by the way, if you are a um, real estate agent in, in North America or anywhere in the world, I... Uh, I talk about this in my top agent power pack. Uh, I put together seven of my money, my most popular money-making trainings. Uh, so go to topagentpowerpack.com, topagentpowerpack.com. Actually, I tie all of these together and as to how you can build and grow your business. So it's totally free. My gift to you, topagentpowerpack.com. All right, so let's do a very quick recap. Number one, build the dashboard first then start your initiative, then start running your ads, then start doing your calls, then start building your year because then you watch it to come to life. Number two, function is greater than form. You get the data first and make it pretty second. Say it again, get the data in first and make it pretty second. There's no reason to have a pretty dashboard if the data does not actually make sense. That's why just putting numbers in Slack is pretty powerful because I can see it every single day. Third, 
review your numbers daily if you can and set, go set goals to improve each number. So if your number is on or off, you can say, hmm, what can I do to improve that number today? And you, as soon as you start doing that, you'll get a, a you'll get a deep visceral understanding of your business. And you can't get help without a dashboard. So I will tell you, most people struggle when they don't have a dashboard because they don't know what to ask for help on. If you're coming to me and saying, hey, Sharon, can you help me with my business? I'm going to be like, well, show me. Don't tell me about like the 20 things that are happening. Show me. Because now I may be able to read the tea leaves a little better just because of my experience or my perspective or me not being so close to it as you are. If this was interesting to you, like, can you do me a favor? Can you take a screenshot of this episode right now and just take a screenshot, post it on social, just tag me. That way I'll know this was interesting to you so I can actually build more episodes like this for you. I think that if you have an ops, ops or a team member or you know other people, other mastermind group, I would highly share this episode with them because now they know why they're building what they're building. And sometimes the extra 20 minutes built, built spent building that dashboard is actually useful because it helps you uh, bring, helps you give your business plan proof. It helps you bring your numbers to life and it helps you be a diagnostic tool as well. So take a screenshot, tag me. I hope this was helpful and I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com. I'll see you there. <laughs>